one 9646 is the number to get a hold of Savan any time you want. It is help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. Lots of stuff to cover on the show today. We'll get a bunch of your questions and your emails as well. We always start with the week that was, some cases that you've been working on throughout the, uh, well, recently anyway, some stuff you've resolved and stuff you're working on that are interesting talking points. Savan, what's, uh, what's going on today? Hey, John. Hello, Hello, everyone. Let's just delve right into it. One of the main websites that we run which has really seen a lot of activity over the last uh, year or two, uh, is www.mydisabilityquestions.com. And why? Because it's essentially a free website that allows people who have been denied uh, long-term disability or cut off long-term disability or just have general questions about long-term disability to post their question. And then I get that question on my iPhone and I answer within minutes. And it's free. You don't have to put any contact info uh, you just get that. And, you know, if you have questions, you can also go and just search the yep. database. So let's uh, immediately delve into it. And here's a question that was posed uh, not too long ago uh, by a gentleman from Toronto. He writes, uh, I'm 50 years old. I had a stroke two years ago. I have diabetes, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, uh, sleep apnea. And I was just cut off long-term disability after being on it for two years. And he's asking, do I qualify for extended long-term disability? And, you know, this idea, this two-year mark, we've talked about this endlessly, but people still contact me because they don't know. They're they're under the impression that, you know, they only have LTD for two years. And I'll tell you this, rarely have I seen an LTD policy that has a time limitation for two years. Generally, the confusion arises because people who are on LTD tend to get cut off at the two-year mark because that's when the definition of total disability, the criteria for getting LTD changes, becomes broader, more difficult difficult to meet. So, you know, let's just really quickly go over it again. If you are getting LTD within the first two years, and this is generally speaking in almost every LTD policy I've ever seen in Ontario, if you are on LTD for the first two years, the test you have to meet, the criteria you have to meet in order to get LTD is can you do your own job, okay? And you have to have, of course, medical support. You have to have your doctors, treating practitioners, psychologists, whoever it is that's helping you with your issues provide a report, a detailed report that you can submit to the insurance company that says you are unable to do uh, significant portions of your job or your job in total. Beyond the two-year mark, that change in definition uh, suddenly becomes expanded And what does that mean? It means that the question is no longer, can you do your own job? It's, can you do any other job, right? Any job, any occupation. It's called the any OCK test, any occupation for which you are suited for by training, education, or experience. And what happens is that in most instances, people get cut off at that point because the insurance company says, well, yeah, okay, we agree you can't do your job, but we think you can do something else. Related to, right? Something else related to or that you have the skills for or education or background for. And, you know, and people get confused because they're saying, well, I can't, well, what, what do you want me to do? I'm 50 years old. Like this gentleman here, I'm 50 years old. Here, here's what I did for the last, I don't know, 10, 20 years. What, what would you like me to do? And the insurance company says, we don't care. We've just identified in our opinion that we think that you can do some other occupation. And so people then are cut off and they don't know what to do. They try sometimes to appeal the decision, which in my experience leads you down the rabbit hole, right? It's a detour. Because at the end of the day, you're probably going to get rejected again, and then you're going to appeal again and reject it again. At some point, most people just give up and just accept the fact that, well, I guess I'm not entitled to any more LTD, when the reverse is in fact true, because their doctors continue to say that they are unable to work in any occupation. 
So, you know, again, if you think that you only have LTD for two years, listen, look at your policy. In your policy, it's going to actually state if it's a fixed term policy, like a two year, five year or whatever it is, or if it goes till age 65, or in some policies, if it goes beyond age 65. Very, very important to understand. The number is one triple eight nine nine zero ninety six forty six. What else you got going on? Uh, well, so I actually get an email from an associate of mine uh, who does a lot of LTD work, deals with a lot of LTD claims in my office, and I just thought it was it was humorous slash ironic slash tragic email that I got from him, and the subject line of his email is so shady. And here's what he writes to me, right? This is literally an internal, uh, an internal email I get from him last week. He says, just reviewed an LTD policy where the denial letter said, quotes, nope. maximum benefit period is 24 months. And then he says, but the policy that I reviewed said that they pay up to age 65. It said nothing about 24 months. So here he's wow. telling me that he's just reviewed a letter that a claimant just received telling him, that the maximum benefit that person is entitled to for long-term disability is 24 months. Two years. When the poli- and, and this comes back to what I keep telling people. Don't believe what your adjuster is telling you. If your adjuster is telling you to do something or is requesting something you're not comfortable with, you know, their rights, the insurance company's rights and your rights, incidentally, are derived from the contract, from the LTD policy. That is the contract that governs the relationship between the insurance company and you as the claimant. The adjuster can't just create and invent something out of thin air in terms of criteria or something that they want you to produce. They can't. You you know, you can put their feet to the fire and say, show me where in the LTD policy it says that I have to do X, Y, and Z. Where do I have, where does it say in the policy I have to produce Y? And in this case, here you have a letter from the adjuster saying the maximum benefit period is 24 months. And yet the policy, which governs the relationship, says, no, 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 you are entitled to get it up to age 65. So again, beware, always go back to the contract, the LTD policy, the wording, and we can help with that. If you have questions mm-hmm. about your specific policy, contact me, contact you know somebody in my office, and we will be gladly, you know, we'll look at it for you. It doesn't take us a long time. We do this for a living. one 990 is It is We'll cover that uh, in more uh, detail as well. Fightformyltd.com as well. Just getting revved up here. The Insurance and Injury Law Show. Talk radio, AM 640. One triple eight nine nine zero ninety six forty six is the number. It is mydisabilityquestions.com. Check out that website and fightformyltd.com. You need to get a hold of Savannah through email. That is easy as well. It is help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. What else you got going on in the firm today? Let's talk about a few cases that came okay. across my desk. So here we have an individual uh, who was on short-term disability uh, on March uh, 10th, ended on June 22nd, and then she applied to LTD. She's unable to work due to stomach issues, uh, lack of energy. Everything stems from the stomach. Something about uh, you know the, the midsection. Her family doctor referred her to a, a um, uh, bariatric surgeon, uh, and both this, both that surgeon and her family doctor say that she's unable to work. I don't know how how much she weighs or anything like that, but the point is that she's having I- I- issues that uh, uh, they've identified, and they say explicitly that she cannot work, but she does not have a full diagnosis of the illness. And apparently she was denied long-term disability because the insurer's view is that, no, we think you can work. So a few issues here. Number one, she still does not have a complete diagnosis to present to the insurance company. And some people think, 
erroneously that you have to have a diagnosis for your illness in order to get LTD, and that's not the case. Again, we got to look at the LTD policy, but generally speaking, the LTD policies uh, that I see on a day-to-day basis simply have a, a definition of total disability, which essentially says if you cannot do your own job or any other occupation for which you're suited for, uh, then you qualify. It doesn't say that uh, total disability means a diagnosable uh, illness. And, you know, one of the reasons I think why you generally don't see that as a criteria, that you don't have to necessarily have a defined pathology, is because medicine is limited. And I have had cases, particularly with people who have had cognitive impairments, where, you know, the neurosurgeons, neuropsychs, they can't necessarily put their finger on a diagnosis. No, exactly. And and they don't know exactly what it is. They just know we have this constellation of symptoms. Uh, Validity testing indicates to us the person is not making it up. They're not lying, but they are impaired. They're unable to work. And so they qualify under the definition of total disability. And this lady here doesn't have a full diagnosis, and the insurance company says, we think you can go back to work. And John, if I had a nickel every time someone came to me and said, I was denied LTD or I was cut off LTD because the insurance company, the adjuster, they think I can go back in contrast with what my doctors are saying, we wouldn't be sitting here. I'd be somewhere in the Bahamas on a yacht, (laughs) okay? it. It is so common for me to see that and you know oftentimes i see that i see people complaining that the adjusters are just you know they're just saying no we think you can work and they're not providing any contrary opinions right sometimes sometimes the insurance companies will have your medical file reviewed by one of their doctors perhaps someone on staff or a contract doctor paying someone but sometimes they don't they simply say listen we've reviewed everything and in our opinion you know as though they're doctors in our opinion you don't satisfy uh, the criteria for total disability. Aren't they simply playing the odds, the old turtle? Absolutely, right. they're doing that. That's exactly what the game yeah. is. It's all about playing the odds because the, the, the reality is that most people, you know, when they stand in front of this insurance company, they're thinking, holy cow, it's I'm a done. mammoth corporation. Yeah, billions of dollars. Who am I, this little guy, who can take on this corporation? But that's the whole point. That's that's the the the... Um, that that's what they're trying to make you feel. That they're trying to essentially uh, uh, cower you. They're trying to show you that they can take you on. The reality is exactly the opposite. And you know, again, I'm not just talking from the standpoint of someone who does this for a living and represents people who battle insurance companies, but as someone who worked for insurance companies. Insurance companies are not in the business of fighting these claims. They will fight some that they think really legitimately should not be paid. But honestly, from my experience, those are far and few between because the the majority of people who are claiming LTD legitimately have a problem. And those problems are legitimately uh, um, uh, opined on and and recorded uh, by their doctors and whoever's treating them. So very important to understand, you know, the fact that the insurance company says, no, we're not going to pay you does not mean that the law will agree with them. And they have to bend to the law. And that's what we do every day. We make them bend to the law. So generally speaking, your doctor will trump all, specialists or otherwise, right? Your doctors will generally speaking trump all. Sometimes the insurance companies will try to fight back by having their doctors provide opposite opinions, although that, you know, that, that that's backfire. risky. For, that can backfire, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've, I've seen cases. In fact, when I was working for insurance companies, I, I would have the plaintiff, the claimant, attend at one of my insurance doctor's offices only to get back a week later, two weeks later, a report from my insurance doctor telling me, no, this person is disabled. Yeah, this guy's done. Like, yeah, yeah, and I would turn around to my client and said, well, you're going to have to pay yeah. and pay big. 
so, you know, don't simply assume that the insurance company, and by the way, even if the insurance company gets their own medical opinions and they contradict where, what your treating providers are, are saying, it doesn't mean that at the end of the day, the insurance company is going to win. In fact, I would say that the opposite is true. I mean, think about it this way. If you're disabled, John, and you have three doctors who are saying you can't work, for and the insurance company, and yeah, for right. the last year and a half, two years, four years, the other side has a doctor or two who say you can. If you're in front of a judge, by the way, these, this is why most of these cases never see a courtroom. Right. If you're in front of a judge, who's a judge or a jury going to believe that doctor who saw you for half an hour this one time, or are they going to uh, listen to your doctors who've been treating you and trying to help you for the last few years? One triple eight nine nine zero ninety six forty six is the number to get a hold of Savannah. It is help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. If you haven't checked it out, check out fightformyltd.com. We'll talk about that in the next segment. And mydisabilityquestions.com. If you have any of those drop-down menu, chances are your question has been answered already. If not, leave it there. And Savannah personally will get to all those as well. The Insurance and Injury Law Show, Talk Radio, AM640. One triple eight nine nine zero ninety six forty six is the number. It is help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. Some of your emails coming up. We'll get to some uh, other show topics for the remainder of the hour. But uh, another case uh, you got uh, you want to talk about anyway, Savannah? Go ahead. Yeah, just just one more case. I mean, we have quite a few of those all the time. I always have to select really the best ones, the ones that I think we can teach people about that they can draw lessons from. So this one also is an LTD case, a long term disability. This person was denied uh, short term disability. Um. And he was denied because, again, apparently the insurance company didn't think he was totally disabled. Uh, Now, he hasn't been able to go back to work. And and here's the reason why. He suffers from post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, and anxiety. Diagnosable, by the way. He has a psychiatrist. psychiatrist. And and the reason why he developed these is because there was a robbery at his place of employment. And so he developed PTSD, which I think most of us would. Mm -hmm. You're held at gunpoint. Uh, and that's what happened. So, you know, it makes sense. It's logical. His family doctor and his psychiatrist support him being off work, meaning they've provided reports to the insurance company saying he is not fit to work at this point. Insurance company says, nah, we don't think so. You should go back to work. Uh, now, he's, he's contacted us, but just before he did that, he started the appeals process. And his complaint is that he doesn't know where that's going and that the insurance company keeps asking his doctors for more information. And so our response to him uh, really is, well, you know, forget about the appeal. Again, you want to appeal? Go ahead. Good luck to you. A lot of people, when I give them this advice, they say, okay, I get it, Sivan. I understand. But let me try and appeal. Or I've already started it. Let's see what happens. And I say, absolutely. I'm not pressuring you not to do it. I just don't want to waste your time and I don't want you to get frustrated. And I know that it's just going to, you know, squeeze the life out of you when you get that decision that says, yeah, we've reviewed everything and we still don't think you qualify. So, you know, we can help this gentleman. In fact, I had another uh, lady uh, who worked for a bank uh, a few years back, uh, also listened to the radio. In fact, I think she was a caller to the the show and uh, she was robbed at gunpoint and wasn't able to go back to work. Same kind of scenario, develop PTSD. Mm-hmm. Eventually, the insurance company cut her off from LTD. We uh, started a legal claim against them, went to mediation, resolved everything. Insurance company paid everything. You know, And again, people have to understand, once you start a legal claim, which is what we do against these insurance companies, the file, the claim that was otherwise being 
handled by this adjuster who's not listening to you is being taken out of their hands and given to a different adjuster, an adjuster that deals with legal claims. Those people have a mandate to resolve these claims. They're not there to keep those claims going on and on and to fight them. They're there to try and save the company money. The way they save the company money, the insurance company, is by resolving claims, not fighting them. So between the new adjuster who knows how to deal with these legal claims and the lawyer for the insurance company who can assess what will happen if this thing ever went to court, LTD insurers try and work towards a resolution. And that means settlement. And that means money in the pocket of the individual who was denied in the first place. So really important to understand, you're suffering from PTSD, psychological issues, you have a psychiatrist, psychologist, social worker, whoever it is, as long as you're getting treatments and you can show that you're trying to get better, if you've been denied or cut off LTD, we can help you. It's really not that difficult. It's it's not. And by the way, once we get involved, you're not dealing with those adjusters anymore. You're not a deal. Yeah, best part. You're not dealing with the insurance company. We deal with them. They have to deal with us. You're only talking to us, to me and my team. So you're not going to get those calls from the adjuster. You're not going to get those letters, those emails. That stops. They're not allowed to contact you. They have to go through us. Got about a, a couple minutes till we take a break. Tell me more about fightformyltd.com. So that's a fantastic website. It's free to use. Uh, been used quite uh, a lot. And really all it is is uh, it, it's, a, it's an information website that gives you some information, some ba- basic background about long-term disability, some tips for enhancing your claim or the chances of getting approved, uh, some myths that you should be aware of. And you know, th- th- on, on the right side of the screen, there are five basic questions that if you were to just take 10 or 15 seconds to fill those out, click submit, I get that email and I'll tell you within minutes if I think that you have a case or not. So if you've been denied LTD, cut off LTD, your case is in limbo, you have no idea what's going on, you want to know if you have a legal claim against the insurance company, free, no charge, just fill out this information, click submit, and I get that, and I will be able to tell you. So it's a fantastic way for me to communicate with people who are in a jam, who don't know what to do, but don't want to pick up the phone you know, and give me a call for whatever reason. There you go. It's online. Fightformyltd.com. And the number one 888 is always available as well. Email is help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. More of the Insurance and Injury Law Show. It's right here. Talk Radio, AM640. Email address for the show, help at theinsurancelawyer.ca, or you can call anytime, one 888 We'll get to the aforementioned email, one here from Mandy. Says, uh, my husband is a welder, and over a year ago his back gave out, keep in mind, outside of work. He was on short-term disability for a few months, and then he was approved for long-term. Three weeks ago, he got a letter saying that his payments will be stopped in just over a year because they think that he can do, I don't know, something else. He's 52 years old with a bad back. He can't do anything else. What can we do? Well, we can definitely start a legal claim here. And, and, you know, it's not often that I see these kind of situations arise. And let, let me explain that. You said, Bandy, that uh, you, you got a letter, or he got a letter, saying that his payments will be stopped in just over a year. That's crystal balling. That's bit. crystal balling <laughs> that he's going to be okay in a year. No doctor will tell you that unless you have, I, I don't know, unless you have a crystal ball, unless you have something there that allows them to be so definitive. And yet insurance companies sometimes get so cocky that they say to themselves, well, let's just send that letter. Uh, let's just give this person the heads up. Maybe, you know, during this time, because we're giving them a year, they can just retrain or do something else. And, uh, you know, they'll be off our books. We won't have to pay anything. The reality is that they can't do that. And by saying that they're going to cut them off 
so far in advance, as far as I'm concerned, that is anticipatory breach. They're breaching the contract of insurance. Remember, that LTD policy is a contract between you or Mandy, your husband, and the insurance company. And by doing what they've done here, in my view, that is something that is illegal. They cannot do, which means that your husband now has a legal remedy. And this has just happened recently with a case in Ottawa that I had just resolved where we came to a resolution with the insurance company even before that cutoff date so that there was actually no gap. My client kept getting paid and continues getting paid. And then in addition to that, we'll get that lump sum payment for uh, whatever we negotiated for the future LTD that he's uh, entitled to. So even a year out. Yeah. You can go at him and say no, hundred no, no, no. percent. In wow. fact, in fact, I would say that there is even a, a stronger argument here to say that you know you ha- you insurance company have no right to make this determination a year out. It's insane. I, I mean, did you consult doctors? By the way, she says here that uh, they think that he can do something else. I, presumably, there was no doctor that gave that opinion. I mean, you know, try and find a doctor who's going to tell you, John, that in a year from now, I think this is what you're going to be able to no. do or not, particularly in this circumstance. So I, I just think that's inappropriate. I think that, uh, Mandy, we can help your husband. It's not difficult. I can only imagine the amount of stress that is now on you and on your husband. It is not going to be a difficult claim to resolve. We're probably going to resolve it fairly quickly as well. Email is help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. The number is one 9646 So, you know, once someone comes to you because they've been on or denied or cut off long-term disability, how long do you uh, do you want before contacting the insurance company to start a claim? Like, we go at it right away? Like, some lawyers wait for months, even longer. They do. Yeah, no, we start right away. And we do that for a very, very simple reason, because people who've been cut off or denied LTD, by definition, they have no income coming, or they don't have the income they've anticipated that they would have coming, which means that they have significant financial pressure on them. And I think that the, the reason why some lawyers end up not doing anything with these claims after they sign up the client, I, I think that's a combination of, of several things. I think sometimes some lawyers erroneously, in my view, think that they can actually negotiate with the insurance company without a legal claim. Uh, in the LTD context, I think that's extremely difficult. And the reason is this. I think that once you start a legal claim, you've now taken out of the hands of the insurance company. The insurance company now has to follow the legal process. If you haven't started a legal claim, you try to appeal the decision, you are working on their turf, right? They are dictating the terms. They don't have a legal gun, so to speak, pointed at their head. So, you know, that, that's why I like to start these claims ASAP because it means that we're going to resolve my client's claim that much faster. If I wait for a year before starting a claim, it means it's going to take another year, an unnecessary amount of time to resolve that claim. So, no, we do this very quickly. I'm very, very tough on, on the lawyers that work with me when it comes to that. Uh, we don't wait. And, and you know, frankly, I, I just don't think it's fair. It's not fair to the individual who's come to us at a time of need to say, you're going to have to wait and take your turn. And in a few months, maybe we'll get to your file. That's inappropriate. It's wrong. It doesn't happen. Are those settlements taxable? Uh, some LTD, settlements, yeah. yeah so sus, some settlement. Good question. Some settlements are taxable. It really does depend. Uh, if you had contributed or paid for the premiums for LTD, so let's say you're working now, you have benefits through work. Uh, that's usually how people end up getting LTD. They yeah. don't have a private plan. Some people do, but most people don't. Uh, if your employer had paid for some or all of your LTD premiums, then uh, it's possible that some portion of your settlement a retroactive amount is going to be taxable. What does that mean? It means, let's say that, John, you're in that situation, your employer paid for your premiums. 
you applied for LTD today. Uh, they denied you. We started a claim. Five months from now, we've resolved your claim. Okay. Let's say we've resolved your claim on the basis that the insurance company pays you for those five months from now until we resolve the claim. Plus, let's say an additional three years worth of LTD into the future moving forward. Well, because your employer had contributed to or paid the premiums for LTD, that retroactive amount, meaning from today until the date of the mediation, that is taxable. Mm. Okay. But the future amounts you're getting, the extra three years, those are not going to be taxable. Yeah. So again, you know, to circle back to the previous question, if you have a lawyer and that lawyer starts your claim a year from now, two years from now, and then resolves your claim on the basis of a retroactive amount, well, that whole retroactive amount now gets taxed potentially, right? So that's another reason why we start claims fairly early on. We would like to front end the settlement, meaning try and get from the insurance company as much as possible in terms of future benefits, because those are not going to be taxable. one 990 one triple eight nine nine zero ninety six forty six is that number. It is help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. More coming up, the insurance and injury law show, talk radio, AM six forty. One triple eight nine nine zero ninety six forty six is the number to get a hold of Savan anytime. Couple websites you should check out as well, mydisabilityquestions.com and fightformyltd.com. Uh, as well. You want to email Savan now, uh, outside show hours, help at the insurancelawyer.ca. Got one from Greg, says my wife had an accident about six months ago and injured her back. She works in a physical job and had to go on disability. She got short-term disability, but then was denied long-term because of quote-unquote insufficient medical documentation. Her family doctor retired, and we uh, hadn't been able to get to an updated report from him from that office. Is, uh, is that's why she was denied? What can we do? She still can't work. Right. Okay, so Greg, so this is a good question, and it does happen sometimes. You know, people who have um, medical support, but their doctor's retired, relocated, whatever has happened. Uh, so first of all, uh, when you get uh, a denial uh, or a cutoff of your LTD because of quote-unquote insufficient medical documentation or insufficient medical support, essentially that's code word for we don't believe you, okay? That's all that means. We don't believe, we don't buy it. We don't buy what, you're, what you're selling, okay? Uh, in this case, if the family doctor had retired and they haven't been able to get an updated report, you know, you have to look at it from the standpoint of, of the insurance company as well. They're in the business of approving claims and denying claims. Now, they want to approve the legitimate claims, right? There's an argument here as to whether or not they deny outright legitimate claims, but, you know, put that aside for a second. If you haven't given them uh, an updated report, then you are essentially, you know, uh, you're basically giving them what they need to deny your claim. Ammunition, right? right? Ammunition, exactly. Now, they may very well believe that you simply don't qualify because they haven't seen an updated report, But I would be a bit more cynical here and say to you that by not giving them updated medical records, updated medical reports, uh, you've basically given them the excuse or the reason for saying to you insufficient medical documentation. Now, what do you do? You got to get a different doctor. You got to get a therapist. You got to, your wife has to show that she's, uh, her disability is ongoing. And the way she does that is by continuing to either seek treatments and or seeing other professionals. And that can get pretty tough, by the way, in more rural areas. And I understand that. I get that. But understand that the insurance company also has a job to do on their end. They have to assess a claim. And if the last report they have on file is from a year ago, 
and they've asked you for updated reports and you're not giving it to them, well, then it's going to be you know tough to say to them, well, I'm still disabled, but I can't give you any medical support. Remember, to get LTD, you have to, first of all, have access to it, either privately or through work, and you have to be unable to work. It has to be supported by health practitioners, generally doctors. For sure. So, you know, Greg, give me a call. Your wife can give me a call. We can talk about solutions. There are always solutions to these things. Perhaps we can alleviate the insurance company's concerns. Perhaps we can help you find someone. I'm not in the business of referring people to doctors. I don't do that. But there are always solutions for people who are in a predicament uh, and they legitimately can't work. We can help you. We can help you deal with the insurance company. one 990 and help at the So how often can you appeal an LTD denial or a cutoff? Uh, so it's interesting. I, generally speaking, I've seen about uh, two appeals. I've heard people appealing three times. I've heard people appealing once. I, I don't know if necessarily there is a limit on it. Uh, like I said, generally I've seen one or two appeals. It, it, this comes back to, again, the LTD contract. Different policies have different uh, requirements and you know different processes. But again, you're talking about how often can you appeal Whereas I say, don't go there in the first place. Why are you appealing in the first place? Again, you are on their turf when you're appealing. It's their rules. They call the shots. So my advice is don't even go there. Don't, you know, take the bait. Uh, By taking the bait, you're just going to create a situation where you're going to be even more frustrated. And you're basically, you know, walking into a trap as far as I'm concerned. We'll get to Sam here quickly. We got a, a couple minutes. My LTD payment stopped last week, and I was told by the insurance adjuster that they are just uh, an ASO provider. Uh, what does that mean? Can I challenge my cutoff? I still can't work, and my doctors wrote to the insurance company as well. Okay, so ASO. Essentially, what that means it means that uh, the insurance company was hired, presumably by your employer, Sam, uh, to adjust LTD claims and sometimes shortened disability claims. And, and what that means is that the insurance company is not the one who's actually paying you. The employer is the one who's paying you the benefits, but they don't have expertise in the area. They don't know uh, how to gauge whether or not you're disabled or not. So they hire an insurance company that deals with this, and their adjusters essentially handle your file, and they advise the employer what they should pay and what they should not pay. And if you are cut off, you know, generally speaking, I go after both the ASO, meaning the the, uh, the insurance company, because they're the one who adjusted the claim, as well as the employer, because the employer is the one who actually was paying the benefits. So, you know, we have to make sure that we, we get both of them in the room when it comes time to, to, to settle the case, to negotiate. Oftentimes, there will be provisions in the ASO agreement uh, that would be to the benefit of the insurance company, meaning the insurance company is not on the hook for anything, it's the employer that is really going to be the one paying. It confuses a lot of people because they really fall in in no man's land, right? The employer says, it's not my problem. The uh, insurance company says, it's not our problem. Talk to your employer. Well, here's what you should do. You should talk to us, okay? Because we will know exactly who to engage. And again, that's another, I'm not going to say an outward strategy, but it's unfortunately a side effect of that agreement that it frustrates many people who get cut off uh, LTD or denied LTD when they're trying to get answers and they're told, no, go there, and they're saying, no, you go there. Well, come to us. We will deal with these entities. We do this on a daily basis. Once we send out our requests, they can't ignore them because they know that if they do, they'll get a legal claim on their desk. So again, it goes back to uh, you know what I said before and keep saying, don't fight them on your own because if you fight them on your own, it's not a fair fight. 
The whole point is that we provide the ability to our clients to level the playing field, to counterpunch, so to speak, right? To fight back. And it's not as difficult as people think, particularly since they're not the ones doing the fighting. We are doing the fighting. So give me a call, email me. At the very least, let's have a conversation. I'll explain to you what your options are. And then you, your wife, your husband, your cousin, whoever it is, can make an informed decision on how they want to proceed. one 990 and help at A few minutes to go. We'll take a short break and get right back at it. The Insurance and Injury Law Show, Talk Radio, AM 640. One triple eight nine nine zero ninety six forty six. Help at theinsurancelawyer.ca through email. And if you haven't checked out these websites, uh, do so. MyDisabilityQuestions.com and FightForMyLTD.com as well. Neil writes in email, says, I can't work because of chronic pain and depression, but I was denied long-term disability because of my insufficient medical documentation, quote-unquote. I asked my union for help, and they said that they don't do LTD claims. Can you help? Yes, we can definitely help. Uh, Neil, let's let's break down your email for a second. First of all, chronic pain and depression, they often go uh, hand in glove, okay? Um, when insurance companies see that, they see chronic pain, fibromyalgia, depression, anxiety, in their minds, they're thinking, oh, okay, it's just another one of those, right? Because oftentimes people have back pains, neck pains, you have insomnia, you can't sleep, that leads to depression, to anxiety, and everything else. It's a constellation of symptoms that really go together, and you see it quite often. But insurance companies are very suspicious because a lot of people say that they have that constellation of symptoms. So when they say you have insufficient medical documentation, we covered this before earlier in the show, you have to make sure that you are seeking treatments. You have to make sure that you have doctors, health practitioners, whoever it is that's helping you provide reports that explain, here is what this person is experiencing. Here's why he cannot work. Here's what we're trying to do to remedy the situation. And in our view at this point, he is disabled from working. Now, you said that you asked your union for help and they said that they don't do LTD claims. This is interesting. So if you came to me, Neil, and you said, I have problems at work. I'm an employee. I have issues with my boss. Can you help me? Well, my partner, Lior, who has, uh, who's been speaking on the employment hour for quite a few years, will tell you, well, no, we can't help unionized employees. Right. In the LTD context, that's very different. In the LTD context, what I would want to see is I would want to see your collective agreement. Right? That's the agreement that governs the relationship between the employees and the employer through the union. And the reason I want to see that is because I want to see what the collective agreement says about LTD. If the collective agreement spells out in detail your entitlements for LTD, it's likely that we will not be able to help you, i.e. no other lawyer external to the union will be able to help. But the majority of people who come to me who are unionized, who have an LTD issue, we can help. The majority of collective agreements don't contemplate, they don't assume that if there is an LTD issue that the union would be dealing with it because the union generally has no expertise in the area. For sure. So when the union here did what they were supposed to do and told you they don't do LTD claims, most likely the collective agreement does not presuppose that they would help you. Again, that probably means that we can help you. And you know, just uh, I'll, I'll tell you as a general comment, you probably don't want your union to deal with your LTD claim. It's a very specific area of law. It's not employment law. It's not labor law, which is what they do and what they deal with. LTD claims are a specialized area of the law. Uh, not a lot of lawyers deal in that area of the law. And we help a lot of people, a lot of people who are unionized and have LTD issues with their insurance company. If you've been cut off LTD, do you have a right to get the, uh, a copy of the adjuster's file? 
Can you you do, it? you do. But uh, unless you start a legal claim, often, more often than not, the adjuster will not respond to that request. They will not give you a copy of their file, meaning all their notes that they've wow. been making, etc. That's an excellent question. Why? Because when you start a legal claim, the other side has to produce what's called an affidavit of documents. And we have to produce that too. But why that's interesting is because oftentimes when we get the insurance adjuster's file, there are a lot of interesting goodies in there, a lot of notations, which you know, we can sort of pick on and say, hold on, insurance company, did you realize that your adjuster did X, which they should not have done, that they did Y when it was not appropriate to do so? And why is that interesting? Because once we get their file and we see all the mistakes that the adjusters has made, it gives us even more ammunition to force them to pay a settlement. But again, you have to understand the law, you have to understand the mechanics of the process, and you have to know what to look for. And again, that's what we do on a daily basis. And that's what I mean when I say you level the playing field with the insurance company. Yeah, even if I had this file in front of me, I wouldn't want to look at it because it would just be... But it's not your area, exactly. Right. Just like, you know, if, if somebody was to ask me to rebuild an engine, I would yeah. have no clue where to start. It's just not my area. I have no idea, and I'll admit that. The problem is when people think that they can do it, even though it's not their area, they're not lawyers, they're not adjusters. And what happens? They fail. They go up against this behemoth insurance company, these adjusters that do this for a living. They get frustrated with the process. They give up. They curl like a turtle, as you say. Mm -hmm. They walk away. They walk away sometimes from tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars of money that's owed to them. Not money that the insurance company is just giving away and sprinkling on the crowds. It's owed to these people, right? And that's what we do. We're here to make sure that the person gets exactly what the law says they ought to get. That number again, one 990 Make that call. The uh, email is help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. If you haven't checked out these websites to ask some questions, get them answered, mydisabilityquestions.com and fightformyltd.com as well. Till next time, the Insurance and Injury Law Show, Talk Radio, AM640.